0: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot
1: I welcome you to the Nerdist Podcast number 483. Okay, just a couple quick things up top, and then uh, then we'll get right into the show. But uh, we're going to be doing At Midnight at the South Beach Comedy Festival April 4th. Tickets are at southbeachcomedyfestival.com. So, uh, yeah, we're going to try at Midnight Live, see how it goes. And if it works, which I believe it will, because we did it live for months leading up to the television version of the show, then uh, we'll tour it, I'm, I'm assuming, which uh, it's a, it's fun. It's fun to see it live. It works really well as a live show. Also, I'm going uh, and doing some stand-up in New York May 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, I believe, at Caroline's. I will be back there. Um, it's been almost a year, so come on out. Working on the new set I'll probably shoot the special in about 10 months or so The next special So come on out and join me for that Tickets are at uh, Or information for tickets are at com slash calendar This episode of the podcast is Annie Clark uh, A.K.A. St. Vincent Who I've been a huge fan of for a very, very, very long time um, She has an amazing voice I love her music It's not like anything else uh, She also did a great collaboration album with David Byrne and uh, she has a new album out February 25th. It is actually a self-titled album, uh, Saint Vincent. And then her US tour begins February 26th at Terminal 5 in New York. Um, Annie's uh, Annie's really funny. Uh, if you you may have heard her uh, on Comedy Bang Bang, but uh, but she is a comedy fan and super cool. and Did a walk on at Midnight. So I am now. She has now cemented my fandom for her by being extra cool. So here's the Nerdist Podcast number 483 with Annie Clark, aka Saint Vincent. So we're all essentially here for a job interview, yeah. and then by the end, you get to determine whether or not we get the job. Oh, man. I did a bunch of speed like PUD and Trainspotting.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I tried too hard.
1: Such a good movie. Yeah. I gotta watch that again. Yeah, yeah, it's a good rewatch. What do you do when you're on the road?
2: Oh.
0: Um,
1: do you watch stuff, you or do you play games? Or do, besides the shows. The shows take up the least amount of time. Right, yeah. it's
0: true. What do I do when I'm on the road? Um, I mean, that's a really good time to get like super get caught up on X, Y, Z TV that you binge, you know, binge watching um, for a while. There, I was watching, and I still re- I revisit it all the time. The Louis Show, and um, yeah. that was our uh, vocal warm up, like the Louie Louie Louis, Louis, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> up a half step.
1: Louis, mm-hmm. Louis, you know it's a good like that's good. It's perfect for the scales. Mm-hmm. You go all the way up and down.
0: Have Absolutely. You,
1: have you been on that show yet?
0: On Louis? Yes. Like, no, I haven't been on Louis. What are you
1: talking about? You've done Bang Bang, oh, you've God. done uh did you do Portlandia? Yeah, I did City? Portlandia twice. Well then don't act like it'd be so shocking. It would you could be shock
0: it would be shocking. It would not it, it would may be shocking. You know, because you know, like that episode it's a two episode two or three episode um thing where Parker Posey's on. Yes, that is the most beautiful fucking television I have ever seen. And then at the
2: end
1: of the season, yes, it's oh. fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah that's,
2: that's a bummer. I mean, it's great, it's beautiful, but like, it's a real sad. I like it that he gets that sad.
1: Yeah, but I mean,
0: you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I couldn't be on the Louis show because Parker Posey gave that performance on the Louis show.
1: You know what I'm talking yeah, about? But you wouldn't have to be her character. You could come on as a whole new person. Well, I, I know. Totally I'm not uh... be a girl that Louie is trying to date. <laughs> on that show. No. Yes. No. Will, I... it, will it into existence?
0: Okay, I'm going to work on that.
1: <laughs>
0: my on my mantra. Yeah.
1: My um, movie mantra. Yeah, that is a that is a phenomenal show and he sort of redefined what a I mean, I don't know if I would call it a sitcom.
2: Mm.
1: No, no, it's just a show. But it's a it is a situational comedy show, so technically it's a oh yeah, yeah this is,
0: it's a situational comedy show is, uh, about
1: depression. This is how old this desk is that that's from Lucky Louie, his HBO show.
2: Oh, I saw that.
1: <laughs> yeah. That one wasn't as good.
2: That was good that, experiment.
1: Yeah. Good experiment <laughs> though.
0: Yeah. You got to have a first record, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. He really tried, though. He really tried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He really tried to do something different, though. But it just there was something about it that just wasn't quite. Yeah. But to come back and do that one, I mean, you. Uh, no, go ahead. Yours. Well, I
0: think he kind of addressed it in um, in a Louis uh, in Louis the new the revamped Louis. Remember when he's like he gets that he gets the show? It's like a it's like a um, what do you call it? When you rewind your brain and are reminiscing about oh something. flashback thank you um and uh you won
2: you're fr- you. your <laughs> um, and, and and
0: like you know what'm ta- you know what I'm talking
1: about He had a flashback episode he's about? a flashback
0: episode of when he it's the fictional you know lucky Louie. and it's just like that old stupid sitcom trope of like nerdy whatever and like. Wife that's too hot for him, and then he says something totally shitty to her. Oh, right, you know right, what I'm right, talking right, about? Right, right, yeah. right, right. And yes, he's like, yes, I yes, don't, yes, you know. Yes. And he's like, I wouldn't. Why would I do that? And why would she stay here and still love? Anyway, I'm talking too much about Louis. But You're not
1: talking too much about Louis at all. Okay. But I, I, love the fact that um, you seem like a huge comedy nerd. I mean, just in just from the stuff that I've seen you on and the people that i've seen you around like it really it, you you're kind of a comedy person.
0: Well, i love it. I mean, you know, it's like saying you like comedy is like saying like you like pizza. Like everybody i think likes comedy, but or like everybody likes music, but um i find that there's i get along with comedians because i think there's some sort of like similar plight, especially stand-ups, because you're going out there and you are there's like abject failure
2: Awaiting you <laughs> You think so? Yeah Around every fucking corner <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely Absolutely And
0: same thing with Same thing with music I mean it's like There's just um, You know you could be Put in the The jaws of Of failure Really I mean it's High stakes I guess is what I mean
1: I guess but when I'm I, I, I feel like um, well now it's different I'm sure it's different for you because people come out to see you on purpose and people come out to see me on purpose so there's a yeah. little bit of a safety net of like man, most of the people here are going to have an idea but I do remember the days when that was not the case and kind of feeling like fuck, I wish I just had a song to fall back on because at least people could groove out to the music instead of these words, which they're really not buying into at the moment. Yeah. Or at least you wouldn't be able to hear them chat during your set. <laughs> you're playing, you're playing loud stuff. We did it. We did the Vancouver Comedy Festival one year, and it was my, my best friend and I had this little musical comedy duo, so we did a show with Flight of the Concords. And it was a music venue, so people didn't realize that it was also a comedy show because we were playing songs, so the whole time... Yeah, they were just trying to talk over us. Yeah. Like, there's jokes here. Yeah. Barband. we oh, bar yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, we got we got we got barbanded. We yeah. totally got barbanded. Oh yeah. man, I know.
0: But you know what? It yeah, like when, when you were coming up, you definitely, I'm sure, had some rough nights and so. Sort of, I got boot off stage. Are you serious? You? Yeah. I don't,
1: I don't yes. believe it. Yes. When was this?
0: You know, I was um, I it was early. I don't think I had a record out. I was um. You know, I I, I don't think I had a label even. I I might be getting the timeline confused, but I had an agent. And so my agent, um, who's kind of this, he's a great dude and a great friend of mine, but he's kind of like the stereotypical, like, tough Chicago guy with a cigar kind of thing. (laughs) And he's like, well, we're going to put you on the road, kid. And so I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll do anything. You want me to drive... You know, uh, uh, twelve hours to Lincoln, Nebraska to play for 150 people as an opening act. Like, yes, I'll be there. Just mm. sign me up. So, um, I was opening for a band called Midlake, which is a great oh, band. No, they're great, I know, yeah. and they're friends of mine. They're d- Denton boys. I'm a, that Vanacu
1: t- Panther album is fucking awesome. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah, it's a great record. It
0: was on that record. I was so that. I mean, you know, there was a lot of um, excitement behind that band, and that record was so good and so beautiful. And they have a new one out too. That's really great. Um, but I was we were in Minneapolis, we were playing the seventh street entry. Yeah, you know it well? It's a
1: good venue. Yeah.
0: It's the little room, you know, it's like the kind of the, the metal punk rock kind of room. And um I don't know, I didn't have any crew or anything with me, it's just I was doing it solo and um something like if you don't plug an amplifier and your pedals into the same like electrical outlet there can be grounding issues and then those issues can create like a massive electrical shock on the microphone oh so i didn't have any crew i was just kind of haphazardly going up there to open for them and um i uh got this m- went up to sing start the thing i got this like massive shock in my face and getting shocked in your face is really fucking sucks i mean it does <laughs> not it's not a just, good place to get like shot, it's, shot. Yeah. it's not, not a, a good your
2: to... genitals yeah <laughs> <laughs> right but very close yeah pretty close no it
0: really is yeah
2: yeah it is yeah um, I know, because me and my friends found like an electronic thing once. Shut where, up. You yeah, shocked
0: just, yourself in your it, genitals?
2: It was just like... Yeah, it was just a weird That's night. That's how they had to get off. It was a totally <laughs> yeah. different yeah. type yeah.
1: of... A, they were also we're ex- in front of people. We're
2: experimenting. A totally we were 30. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you got shocked in the yeah, face got in front of 150 f- people. I got
0: shocked in the face, and then I was like trying to figure out what was wrong and whatever, and people started like, boo, and it was Friday night, and people, it was beer, and... People really wanting to see Midlake, and people
2: just started yelling at me to, like, oh, get off
1: the what stage. What horrible thing. Someone Or getting shocked in
2: the face. It's also, like, Midlake is the type of band <laughs> that, <laughs> like, Douchebag fans. Yeah, you wouldn't expect that. Also, like, that people would be aware enough to, like, well, if she's opening up for them, most likely they know each other. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not like, you know, they're just like, yeah, whoever the opener is, I don't give a shit. Local you know?
0: opener. That's yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, the real exactly.
2: Thing. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, so you know like uh,
1: Were you able uh. to finish the set?
0: Um I think I played like three songs. and was like, oh fuck this. Really? And I, you just left? Yeah, well yeah, because I mean not because people were yelling um at me, but because um I don't know, I feel like I had to like put a sock over the like some gnarly SM58 that was just like the clubs. You know, local People 58. probably thought
2: you were kind of being a diva about it. Totally. Not knowing how bad you got shocked. Yeah. It was really,
0: yeah. I mean, it sucked. It's painful. Yeah.
2: Are so those... you stuck in there longer than say Cat Power would have. <laughs> Cat Power would have <laughs> fucking walked right off
1: the stage. <laughs> Don't you think she would have lit her cigarette off the microphone? And yeah. like,
2: Fuck you guys. <laughs> Crying.
1: <laughs> do, do, are, are house mics and music venues like house mics and comedy venues where they're they're super warped, yes, and it Shit. just looks like—is this because this was dropped, or so many people have spit on it over the years yeah. that it's just way yeah. down It starts to
2: fall it in just on itself? Warped, yeah. yeah, it just looks like a super—the the microphone is trying congealed. to give up. Just,
0: <laughs> I yeah, I used to carry alcohol wipes, you know, that was that was helpful. But some, I mean, some of those mics just smelled so much like halitosis and whiskey yes. that you're like, oh, I just. Ooh. Yeah. I brought. I learned quick and I brought my own mic. Brought your own mic. There, yeah. was a,
2: there was a guy, Adam in his package. He would, it was like every show he would do, he would like bring out alcohol wipes and just wipe it down.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and people
2: would make fun of him. He's, he's like, it's like, I'm on the road, I'm not going to get sick.
1: Yeah. What? Yeah. My well, we friends, uh, Tom Lennon in particular, who does a bit where he like deep throats a microphone mm-hmm. and he just like smacks the microphone on his tongue and every time i see him do it, i'm like
2: no yeah. you're a petri dish
1: yeah Why i remember one time
2: I, I was sick and i was like first on a show of like eight comics and like i got a napkin from the restaurant we were at and then like when i went up i put it over the microphone because i just like uh didn't want to get everybody else sick because you can't stop what's coming out once you're using the microphone No, you
0: can't. <laughs> yeah. that was
2: very thoughtful of you it really was yeah but then i messed up when i was like i kind of, was on cold mess and i messed up i took the mic off I took the napkin off, and I was like, "Oh, oh, good night!" And just went right back
1: on it, probably <laughs> yeah. negating everything I just did, you <laughs> fucked everything up. I fucked everything up. <laughs> um, but then, uh, so w- when you come off stage after like three songs and fuck this, what what happens? Do you go to the midlake and be like, "I'm sorry, the mic was... I'm going home."
0: Oh well, they were very they those guys are so nice, and they were very sympathetic. I don't I don't remember that that uh, I know I remember that dressing room being like like most dressing rooms and clubs like down a long scary corridor that has graffiti in it and like <laughs> you can smoke in there it's just like <laughs> and there are couches that just no one should ever hey kid, sit. be
1: careful walking down to the dressing room <laughs> if people get killed yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. oh god uh, why don't you
2: why don't <laughs> like a you Murder that yeah. why would you let that happen it's out of my hands
1: yeah. <laughs> union guy I gotta walk the stage yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's not my
2: problem yeah. I don't know where the hallway guy went he's been gone for years <laughs>
1: so when did <laughs> it, 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 so when you finish a show like that and you're sort of like how do you deal with with that kind of a show are you over it pretty quickly or do you does it take like a day or two to sort of shake it off?
0: I would say like it it's a night ruiner, but it's not like a next day ruiner
1: yeah it's like uh, it's not that bad yeah you've, toured, you've you've toured with a ton of really great um you know we ha- I did a podcast with Tim Delauder, but what happened no. was it was at the El Rey and the uh, almost immediately when we started talking, the the opening band started sound checking.
0: Oh, damn! And
1: there was no place to go, so we tried to talk through it. And after a half hour, we gave up. I was never able to release it because it was so oh. it was so loud, and there was just no no place to go. But he seemed like a perfectly sweet guy. He's
0: a really nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Poly-
1: Polyphonic Spree. Yeah,
0: yeah. And he was the leader. Tripping
2: Daisy
1: and Tripping Daisy. Too. Yes. Yeah.
0: Holy I shit. love that band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are you from Dallas?
2: No, oh. no. Uh, uh, but uh, I just know bands.
0: Because I, I could never tell with Tripping Daisy if it was like, I mean, obviously, they were from Dallas. So they were really big in Dallas, but I didn't know how far their reach Well, they had the, uh, what and, was it?
2: I got a girl. I what got was a the? girl. girl. Yeah. yeah, that's a. Fun. I, you know, it's weird. I just pulled that song up the other yeah. day. I was like, I haven't heard "I Got a Girl" by Tripping Daisy in a while. A sentence that's rarely been. Yeah. true.
1: manifested a new reality. Yeah. 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 We're gonna start. We're gonna start the Tripping Daisy uh, reboot movement. Think mm-hmm. like they're gonna come back. Yeah. Well, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. yeah, and not gonna not really gonna work. Did they out. did they yeah.
2: come up to stage uh listening to Weens pushing little daisy and make him come up?
1: I don't think they did come did on the, that to that'd be push little daisies. Though? No. Is it an
2: intro song? No. Another band song? <laughs> no. It says Daisy <laughs>
1: No, two on the nose. What would happen yeah. is no one would get it and they'd come out and be like, Did you hear that? Yeah. Come on. Uh, ladies
2: and gentlemen, not wean. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, typically bands don't like to be played on with other bands' music the way comics do. Yeah. I know, I just I just have someone put out a Bill Cosby record yeah, when absolutely. I go up on stage. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, before when you said like of course most people like comedy, I think most people like to laugh. Oh right. But I don't know if everyone really, you know, it's Comedy, I would say, is maybe not quite as diverse as music, but it's fairly the subsets of comedy. The subgenres of comedy are pretty specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, just hearing all the people that you're, you're like right in the sweet spot of all of the people that I that I love too. Oh, good. So, okay, yeah, cool.
0: Yeah, how did
2: yeah. you? How did that you John get John Darnielle spot? <laughs> oh, <laughs> or yeah. that or
1: that Ted Leo spot.
0: He's a good dude. Those are good dudes. Those are great dudes. Yeah,
1: really great dudes. Yeah. Um, so at this point, do you? Uh, because I feel like you've got some, now you've got some pull to sort of do the kind of stuff, you know, like probably more of the stuff that you always wanted to do. So do you sort of look around and go, hmm, who would I want to work with or who would I want to and reach out to them or how does that sort of stuff come together?
0: You mean in terms of music collaboration? Yeah, so like, so like, so
1: like, like the day like David yeah. Byrne or any of it. So did you, did he approach you, or did you just say, "Hey, I like David Byrne. Let's maybe we could." <laughs> hey, I like yeah. your music. Go on a jam, yeah. just yeah. in a bar. Hey, come? man,
0: I was like, "I've got a djembe and a gig bag. <laughs> so
1: let's, let's, let's do this." That's all <laughs> I need. <laughs>
0: no, I did see a guy with a djembe and a gig bag the other day. Mm. Yeah, and it made me feel sad And then I felt like an asshole for feeling sad Because that, he's probably wonderful at that Bay, And it brings it, him so much joy
2: Sure, yeah, it's a real complicated instrument to master Oh, come on No, why are you got to be a Jim <laughs> Sorry, yeah. djembe I'm sorry yeah, no. yeah. Yeah. Exotic Congo is what yeah. that is
0: <laughs> um, David and I met in a, um, at a charity event in New York We met at Dark Was the Night about mm-hmm. nine, nine, God, not nine years ago 2009, so whatever that was Five years ago Okay I think. Yeah, it was five years ago now. Yeah. Jesus. Wait, and what's Dark is the Night? I'm sorry. It's, um, it's an AIDS charity. Uh, they put out music compilations. Okay. of You know, like, usually it's pe- people covering um, diff- other p- upper, other people's songs. Like, I think the new one coming out is, like, Arthur Russell. Um, but this one was original songs, like, kind of duets by people. Oh. And David was performing at it, and I performed at it a, a little bit. And we met at the after party, and he came up, and he told me that um, my video for actor out of work was really creepy and I, and I was so like, so touched, like so flattered by that.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when the guy from talking heads tells you that your video is creepy, yeah. that's a huge yeah. honor. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, I felt like, wow. And, and then as luck would have it, like four nights later, there was yet another chari- AIDS charity event. Um, uh, at uh, this place called housing works in New York city. It's like a bookstore they have thrift stores around and uh but but Bjork and the Dirty Projectors were doing a night of music like oh, wow. they had collaborated on some songs like you know maybe twenty, twenty five, thirty 25 30 minutes worth of music and uh and David and I were also at that after party and um people I guess the people from Housing Works approached us and asked if we wanted to do like a similar night of music together Oh shit. So we said yeah real, sure a
2: natural real like uh, yeah but yeah. then it
0: grew cuz um Let's think. We started, we wrote maybe four songs and uh, I I think I suggested we do it with a brass band just because I was thinking of the space. It's a small space and you can't, there's not a lot of PA and I thought, well, maybe it could just be a small brass ensemble and then us singing and then, you know, call it a day. Um,
2: So you suggested arrangements
1: to David Byrne.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I did. I did. I had to pretend like he wasn't David Byrne.
1: Yeah. I understand. I know exactly what you mean. You know? I know yeah, exactly
2: what that's you a good mean. Point. Yeah. Just two musicians. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: a good life skill I think to pretend like you have confidence when you're
1: terrified. <laughs> you yeah. yeah, but 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 what's but that's that's an interesting way into finding confidence and comfort with someone which is rather than trying to force yourself to be comfortable just go, "Oh, they're not that per-, like to basically take away their the power that they have over mm-hmm. you." To just like deal with them like I mean we've had that you know we've had to do that on the podcast before. Who? Yeah. who? Tell me who? Well, Mel Brooks.
2: Whoa! Yeah, that
1: was one. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Mel Brooks. Just, Tom yeah, Hanks. Because it's like the podcast only
2: really works if we're just hanging out and yeah. chit chatting.
1: Joan Rivers. Yeah. Um, uh, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Harrison Ford. We failed at that one. Yeah. You did? Couldn't did
2: you pretend. nerd out on him?
1: Oh yeah. yeah. Really? But he didn't <laughs> yeah. let us in,
2: so there was nothing else <laughs> really? we could do.
1: <laughs> That's yeah. what I realized. There was nothing else for us to do except for.
2: Hey, hey, you're it, great. He so, was
1: just that guarded. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's just he sort of revels in watching people flounder a little bit. Like, to him, that's very entertaining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure for so, him and his
2: friends, it was a fucking blast. So, ama- yeah. you know,
1: imagine you're standing on a balcony and there's a guy, like, gripping with one hand. You're like, please, please, a little help. Yeah. And they're just like, man, hey, that's a long way down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Like, that's sort of what it felt like. But, you know, all in all, it was it was super fun. But, yeah, it's really – it's getting into those moments where you're like – Oh, we're just, you know, that's a person and he has a process and he's yeah. human and, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a couple of people I don't think I'd be able to hold it together for, though. Who? Bill Murray. Yeah. Yeah. Because Steve Martin would be another one. But just like guys yeah. where you just, so, there's so much of a legend surrounding them that mm-hmm. uh, how do you talk to them without sounding, I mean, I imagine Bill Murray's life is like Groundhog Day where everyone, every day, people are just like, oh my
2: God, Bill man. And there's nothing you can say to him.
1: That's the thing he says about fame. It's a 24-hour day job.
2: Yeah. It's just like, it's it's just having to go, like, be, at any moment, just have to do
1: these kind of small little jobs of like, hey, how you doing? I'm engaging you right now. How is it? How is it for you, like, in your day-to-day life?
0: Oh, my day-to-day life is really mellow. Um, People people come up to me on the street, you know, sometimes, uh, and say, hey, I really like your record. And I say thank you so much. What's your name? How are you doing? And then that's the end of the interaction. I never, um, I don't like Google myself or or, like subject myself to the horrors of of the internet. Internet in that (laughs) way. So, no, I just I can't do it. I can't do it. I'll be a but you are on Twitter. Nervous wreck. Yeah, I'm on Twitter, but Twitter relies on like public shame. The public shame that civilizes us. Like it's not an anonymous thing. Mm -hmm. Like. Oh, that fucking, uh, uh. you know the, the, thats the tone of voice I imagine on like.
1: I hope they just spelled the, out mwah, 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 mwah. Fucking blah, fuck, fucking. Uh.
0: They're just like their keyboard splattered mm. with cum. They can. Kind of <laughs> 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 Hashtag. <laughs> what I imagine it to be.
1: <laughs> no, blah blah was a good thing, you guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't get, you can't read an emotion. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, how else to convey it? <laughs> mwah, mwah, come on. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Because you, you yeah. have a shit ton of people following you on on the on the tweets. These I do. Days. Yeah.
2: But
0: you know, I mean, I don't want to like I don't want to pull back the curtain too much. Um, but I was on. I was like, it was like some kind of Twitter bug where I was on their homepage, just like people you might like to follow for like fucking two years. So oh, that's so great. So I think I mean I'm sure that there's there's a legit number of people of those like four hundred and twenty thousand people that are like. Fans, you know, mm-hmm. like I might put that number at 60,000, but the rest of them I think are mostly people who like signed up for Twitter in 2008 and then forgot their password. And, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so spam bots. Spam bots, exactly. There's a spam
1: bot, there's a spam bot contingency as yeah. well.
0: What yeah. is that?
1: I don't know, but a lot, but the spam bots are getting smarter and smarter because they're getting more and more conversational. Hmm. Where it almost seems sort of personal until they're like, "And thanks for that new diet tip." Oh, you almost got me to click on the thing. You're always doling out diet tips. Well, the first time it got me, it almost got me. That's how you. That's how your account gets fished. You click on a link, and then it, you know, it links to your Twitter account. But uh, you got to be really careful. But I have. I wrote a book where there is a section about like nutrition. And so someone's like, oh, you're going to do diet tip. And I was like, oh, someone read the book. And I went to click, and I went, wait a minute. And I clicked on their profile, and it was just all of that tweet to a bunch of different uh. people. Oh. So.
0: Wait, what are you talking about? Like your account gets... Fished. and I. Do you spell that with a ph?
1: With a with a ph. Yeah, it just yeah. starts
2: jamming. <laughs> no, it starts. <laughs> <laughs> a long, yeah, it's a long jam yeah, band exactly. that will end. Just like a tweet after tweet. Lots <laughs> of weed wanking off.
1: Yeah, you know. Ugh, yep. So indulgent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it can. Um, it, it, some malware can gain access to your Twitter account. Oh no! And tweet on your behalf, or uh, yeah. So you just have to be careful what links you click on. I change my password every few months.
0: That's a good idea.
1: It's a a, a good thing to do.
0: I would do that if I remember. And it's also a
1: good idea to go into your settings and see what applications you've given permission to access your Twitter account. And you might find that some of them you didn't access. So you just just want to make sure that it's, you know, you go into settings and you go into, like, Mm -hmm. I think it's apps, and then it'll tell you what other, at what. Third-party software your Twitter account is linked to. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna do that. It's a good thing to do. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, yeah. We'll be right back with more Twitter talk. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Jonah. It was like I a know, minute of Twitter <laughs> talk. Oh, I know. I'm know. sorry. It's like one minute. Of, I'm gonna say really great Twitter advice as a matter <laughs> it was, it was of fact. You just shit
2: the, on it. As far as Twitter advice goes, the most practical I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. Well, that, don't make it sound sterile. It's good. No, it was great. great. It's good. All Thank you. you. I hadn't yeah. for a while.
1: I needed to hear my voice.
2: <laughs> Sorry.
1: I needed to hear my voice would be a great name for a comedy yeah. album. <laughs> that, would be <laughs> that would be the best name for a comedy oh, album. Oh, that's great. Oh
2: I, loved, uh, I loved Moshe Kasher's idea for, like, uh, uh, he, he wants to write a book about being a road comic
1: called I Thought I Wanted This. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, okay, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. <clears <That's-> <clears <throat> the- the perfect transition going way. back into the because do, do you do do you tour bus it or do you fly in and fly out
0: oh I tour bus it I mean it depends if, if it's like a um, if it's physically impossible to get there in a bus the night but usually it's like usually like I'll tour the US and it's in a bus and then it, this is so boring I it's, just started boring myself. It's not yeah. boring yet. I'm so sorry. It's not boring. But, like, but it's okay.
2: nice compared to a, a van, which I'm sure you've toured in I've toured vans in so station wagons.
0: Yep. I have toured in a station wagon. A minivan, a station wagon, and then, uh, yeah, and then
1: yeah. like 12-seater, whatever. Now, are you able to write when you're on the road, or are you too much in the mode of like just getting through the shows? No,
0: I'm just trying to like, you know, keep my head above water. Yeah. Like, uh... I enjoy, I mean, touring is a lot easier for me now because there's, there is a bus. It's not a van tour. You're not spending like eight hours driving from whatever, Des Moines to Akron. I don't know if those two places are eight hours apart, but whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a little more comfortable now. So I can, um, be more like prepared for the show mentally Mm -hmm. and just have a little bit of time in the day that isn't spent in a, in a car. But, um, but no, I don't really write on the road. There's not that time to like synthesize it and take it out and, you know, put things together. It's more like collecting ideas, just
2: storing up. What do you um, uh, mainly write on when you're like writing music or ideas?
0: Um, like to col- just to like, "Oh my god, I have a melody. I've got to get it before it goes away." I'll yeah, like, record it into my iPhone thing
2: or just sing it into it. Sing it into
0: my iPhone to- for if it's of like a kind of vocal melody. Um, and then I will I'll write on guitar, I'll write Sometimes I just open GarageBand and like type notes into the um, using the yeah, keyboard. Yeah. You can do that.
1: Yeah, that's that's fun. <clears throat> How yeah. annoying if you were a musician in like the '30s and you were just out. and You're like, I have a melody. Yeah. I have no way to capture this. Yeah. I
0: know. I guess because I can't write down music or read it mm-hmm. really. So that I mean that would be the way you'd have to do it. I guess it's just like write transcribe. Transcribe it yeah. and musical you know, notes. You'd have to
1: get some little some kid on the street, timmy, remember this Da-na-na-na-na. run home and tell my wife well, you know that's how Mel Brooks wrote
2: all of his songs. he would have like a cassette recorder or some kind of recording device and like uh, would go and it goes young Frank like it just he would sing it and like and then give it to a composer to figure out, yeah that's how he would write all the songs, like all the songs that like high anxiety, everything does um
1: do does do you think success affects the writing part at all i mean do you, do you feel like you need to be a little do you have any sort of like weird superstitions about oh if I'm comfortable, if I'm not hungry, then maybe I won't write as much, or maybe the themes won't be as deep because I'm comfortable, like
0: yeah, just sort of
1: being an expression of what your immediate environment is
0: no, I know what you're saying i i mean there's like there's a lot of gradation to it, so if i'm like you know, when I was writing my last solo record, Strange Mercy, I, I had a, a very bad year of life where I, like, lost people, and it was very sad, and it was... A, it was um, and so I did what a good Irish girl would do, and I drank my way through it. And then, I came, <laughs> and then I came out, you know, I came out the other side of it a little bit about three months later, and then I started to sort of slowly write. But, like, if you're really down and out, I can't write like that. I don't know if you guys can... Like, depression is not a good
1: place I, to write from. I try to force my way through it a little bit. I actually... My dad died last year, and I I'm was... Sorry. Oh, that's okay. Um, you didn't kill him. Um, and then I did... Took uh, her off the list.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to figure I'm, it out, Chris. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they said heart attack, but somewhere <laughs> there's a guy, a tiny, tiny person. Um, I, 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 did, um, I did stand up. Like two days after the funeral, three days after the funeral, I I went up and and performed because I just like needed to sort of like, "Ah." and I think that is, that makes me happy to be on the comedy side of the comedy music fence because with with music, you're like, I got to write this thing and rehearse it, you know, as opposed to, I mean, can you just go up, could you just go up and riff something or would you need to kind of work out the beats of it before you, you went on stage with it?
0: Well, I could maybe kind of riff it, but it would be a little bit like a, a, uncomfortable jazz odyssey. I mean it would, you know, I'd be like,
1: what's the
2: name of your next album? <laughs>
0: it might be a little fishy, you know. Yeah. Um
2: kinda, no,
0: I, no disrespect. Those I, guys are very hard working. Yes, um, of, course, yeah. of course, yes. Um but so but that's interesting. I mean, I I had another friend who recently w- similar story like his father passed and he um had a gig like the next day, and the the band was saying, "No, no, don't worry about it. We'll find a sub. Don't worry." And he's like, "No, I need to play. Yeah. Like it." And did it help you? Was it cathartic? Yes, to do it, it, it was
1: because you know, there's something about. I mean, the really great. Oh, this is gonna sound so douchey. One of the really great things about comedy is is just this, or at least the illusion that we're kind of taking control of something by being able to find what's funny and human about it. Mm-hmm. And so on that level. It was really, I didn't really have a plan as to what I was going to say. I knew I was going to talk about s- some things in general, like how ridiculous funerals are and wakes and, you know, all this stuff. And, uh, and it was really great. Like, it was really great because it, you know, like there was a piece of the audience. It wasn't therapy per se. Yeah. So it wasn't like, and then that time that we didn't uh, play catch, you know, yeah, like there was nothing like that.
2: But you know what it was? It was like a, a thought organizer for you. It helped to kind of, like, assess and separate everything that was going on as to think of jokes for him or, think, you know, funny ways yeah. to talk You're about right. him. You're right. I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm kidding.
1: I'm kidding. It really just helped to... Um, it was sort of the first time where I really felt like, oh, this needs to come out in a certain way, and I don't know how that's going to play out. But when I did, I it honestly, it made me feel so much better. Yeah. So much better.
0: Did you have it organized ahead of time and then go out go out there and riff, or was it one of those things you ever find where you are like, I don't really know what I think about this until I start opening my fucking mouth and yeah. then everything, like, oh, wow, that's my opinion. That's right. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's it. I mean, there were, you know, there were beats Where I would say like, well, this was kind of weird and this is very strange about that and this. But I didn't exactly know how those beats were going to come out. And I didn't really know how I was going to get from one to the other. Mm -hmm. I sort of just hoped like, well, I've done this for a long time. So if I just start talking, hopefully it'll spit out these hay bales of, you know, whatever this is. And you know it wasn't it didn't all kill, but it still felt i didn't mean that word but it still all, uh, <laughs> it still it still felt like oh there's something there, and there's something kind of gushy in there that's really cool mm-hmm. and um so yeah, from that standpoint it was it was really it was amazing do you do you so when you say that you came out of this really tough year and you wrote the previous album did that did that help you take control over it and
0: absolutely yeah i mean and, and getting to play that music and kind of coming you know songs start to, i'm sure it's a similar thing with comedy like you know you write it in one state and it means kind of one thing to you and then you end up you know performing it for people and it moves and it changes obviously because it's reacting with, yeah. with other people and but your own feelings toward it and your own maybe even point of view within it changes so i found like i found that it's a, a potentially corny thing to say but i mean it absolutely literally like music saved my life you know and that's what i think that's why i feel like there is some common thread between musicians and comedians like i think that there is some like psychic wound that we just share (laughs) like there's like a self-loathing or a whatever it is that compels people to get up on stage and say, hey, listen, listen to what I have to say. Yeah. Like, that's a crazy thing. Like, it that's, takes yeah. self-delusion. God,
1: that's so yeah, funny yeah. that you say that. I was just... First of all, I completely agree... And I just oh, – my, my, do you know Morgan Murphy? She's a comedian.
0: Oh, I know of her. I don't okay. know her.
1: So Morgan's an old friend of ours from the old – like we all did open mics together a decade ago. But why did the podcast with Morgan last night. We were talking about that exact thing where people say like, oh, it's really brave that you could do comedy. And it's like, I, I don't think it's that. I think there's something warped about mm-hmm. us that makes us want to get up in yeah. front of strangers and be like – We just have the wherewithal like to go on Look the Look at street. this. Yeah. Hey, straight attention. Straight. Hey. hey. Yeah. You know, that it's a very weird, not I don't know, like I like reasons. There's like a wound or something damaged. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, I mean maybe that's painting it with no. Too, I too totally
2: think brush, that's what it like, is. It's not what we can offer
1: the world. It's what they can offer us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there is kind of like a you know there is. I mean, because on the one on the one hand, if it was just about expression, then you would just write your songs and you would sing them to yourself in your apartment. Absolutely. But there's something else about it that makes you want to throw it out into the world and then just like see what comes back or see how it can sort of meld with you know whatever kind of energy is out there in in the room and that's I think that's a different that's a different kind of thing that I think freaks out a lot of bands when they get really big and they're like oh I didn't mean it you know this is bigger than what I had thought it was Yeah. yeah the benefit I think that we have though is that Um, versus, like, you'll write write a song which is essentially, I assume, like, an emotional snapshot of whatever was going on when you wrote that song. And then, like you said, your opinion on it may change or your point of view on it may change. And that may not go in a good direction. But there's probably still an expectation when you play that people are like, play that, like, when we perform, people don't go, do that joke from 02! Like, you know. Right, yeah. We constantly get to, hopefully, we should be, like, updating material every year or two.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, um... I mean, kind of back to your question about like feeling ownership of it. I mean, once it's out in the world, I'm happy for people to like just put their own meaning and weave it into their lives and have it mean whatever it means to them and have it be special. So I don't feel like, oh no, 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 let me explain this song to you. That's not what <laughs> I intended. It's like, okay, no, now is the time for, for you to just back off um but yeah, I luckily I haven't written I don't have too many songs that like. There's a couple songs. I mean, for my first record, that like I just wouldn't, I wouldn't play because I just don't, I can't emotionally access whatever, <laughs> or like you know, I'm proud of everything I've done, but it's like, oh no, that sounds like a, a show tune. I'm not gonna play that song. Yeah. You know, well, that just is not yeah, gonna fit but you, in.
1: But a lot, but a lot of your early stuff was you wrote when you were like 18, right? Yeah,
0: I was a kid.
1: So anyone like you know, dig up your diary from when you were
2: 18. And then you know, it's, I was I was just talking to uh, Matt Pryor, who is the uh, singer songwriter from this band, the Get Up Kids. And you know, oh, I know like, the Get Up yeah. Kids. Yeah. And so <laughs> I was, uh, I was uh, talking to him, and you know, he was talking about how like, do you feel the need to write new stuff all the time? And I said, uh, yeah, but what about you? Like, you know, uh, he's like, oh, well, like, I have to play a song from the first Get Up Kids record that I have no emotional attachment to whatsoever ni- anymore. But like, what he's done is he's turned it. Into another kind of emotion, where he he knows if he starts playing it, the crowd's going to get really excited. Uh-huh. So for him now, he doesn't think about the lyrics from when he wrote it and what they meant. He knows that the song itself will like make the crowd excited. So now that's the energy he gets from playing the song. That's how it yeah. makes it feel new and fresh. Or you could
1: or you could just play it totally. I mean, I saw Elvis Costello at Royce Hall once, and he played he played watching the detectives like <laughs> as a, like a reggae song or something, yeah. and it just totally it changed the song. And I, I the, as it. And when I was watching as a comic, I was like, I wonder if he's doing that because he just needs to like, keep it fresh somehow yeah. to himself and try yeah. stuff in a new way. Did
0: the crowd go for it?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, oh, I good. mean, everything he did,
2: yeah. they, everyone yeah. was well, shitting their pants. Every time I've seen Eels play, it's they do a different version of every song. It's like it's never been the same show. The whole, the banter, the setting, the way they play the songs, it's different every single time.
1: Yeah, but fuck them because he used to date my girlfriend. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. That guy fucks, fuck that bearded motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. That's she sad, has a fucking E, e tattoo on her ankle. Ankle. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> it does for me. Wait, before, he dated her
1: after you? No, after? We're I still together. What are you talking about? <laughs> Wait, who? He dated her before me. He dated Chloe? Yes. Like, Fuck. The, I know. She's <laughs> considerably younger than he Man. is. Man, Chloe's really cool. <laughs> Fuck fucking. <it. laughs> <laughs>
2: Man, to go from, like, the saddest guy to the most upbeat guy, that
1: must be a weird change. I'm not upbeat all the time, Jonah. But no, like, compared to E, he seems like he's a pretty sour (laughs) grumpus. Well, he is. But, you know, his uh, father was a brilliant physicist.
2: Yes. Mm. His father uh, was uh, believed to be assassinated. (gasps) There's a whole Nova Science Now documentary about him. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, like, he he would say stuff all the time about, hey, if, like, I die under any kind of, like odd circumstances just know that it's it, it was most likely I was murdered holy shit wow. yeah, yeah, he yeah. wasn't
0: a paranoid schizophrenic
2: no no he wasn't he no, was just working yeah. on uh, you know uh, unlimited free energy for everybody oh
0: <gasps> oh my
2: god yeah, yeah. the water engine that still yeah. doesn't
1: make her tattoo on her foot cool
2: <laughs> it could be maybe she's way into the E network <laughs> <laughs> the E network
1: <laughs> or just E the number E like the number yeah, E yeah, yeah yeah exactly um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we should have him on sometime and I'll just interrogate him. So, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> um, take good care of her, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Going over Could to Chloe's. I can't hear what you're saying. Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> hold on, hello.
1: <laughs> no, <Nova laughs> for if the whistle. soul
2: <laughs> Now you understand.
1: <laughs> Do you, uh, not to get too personal, but do you do you date non artist types, or do you feel like you date within the you know like music community, or what is what are you typically?
0: I think you kind of have to date people who understand what you do. Yes. Like, I don't think it's ever, it ever works for anybody to be on tour and have someone, like, waiting at home.
1: Oh, right. You know? Like, yeah. You were out pretty late last week. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm a performer. No, no, I was like really. doing two shows.
2: Yeah. yeah. But it's tricky, though, because, uh, you know, you, you could end up seeing that person more uh, if they don't really have, like, an artist lifestyle like you. It's like, you know, like, with my wife, it's like, she does animation, so I'll have to go out, and then she has to go and stay inside and animate for, you know, weeks, at a time, and then it makes it so we can't really see each other, as if, though, if she was done with her workday, she could just go out and hang out and stuff like that. Who
0: does she animate for? Uh, that...
2: she, she's, right, she's at a studio called Six Point Harness right now. Uh-huh. And they're working on Cosmos, the, uh, the new Cosmos <gasps> with Neil Wait, like Carl
0: Sagan Cosmos? Yeah, Neil
2: deGrasse Tyson redid it.
0: Are you serious? I mean,
1: he didn't redo it. He just did a new version yeah. of that it.
0: That is so cool. Executive producer,
1: Seth MacFarlane. Strange, yeah? Very strange. going to be on Fox, too, I is be on Fox. Think.
0: Is Seth MacFarlane a comics comic? Like, what's his vibe?
1: Um, I don't know if he's a comics comic. He j- he just kind of has his own sort of thing. Yeah. He just has his own sort of thing. Okay. I-, I don't know. It was a performer that made a like he was like a sketch performer kind of guy that made a cartoon. He then... was a writer. Well he worked he wor- he worked on like Johnny Bravo. Like he worked at Nickelodeon. Yeah. Or, Johnny, I mean Cartoon Network.
0: Johnny Bravo.
1: Yeah, it was an old Cartoon Network show.
0: Oh, okay. Um yeah, about I this. I missed that one. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. It was uh late late 90s. Um and he was sort of a he was sort of like a detect, detective, maybe? No, just, ladies a, man. just a ladies' man. Sort of like an Elvis Presley type of a... Like a Elvis Presley wannabe. That's a cartoon for children. Yeah, I know. He's just a ladies' really? man? Yeah.
0: Is uh, that like Sim City, the cartoon or something?
1: No, no, no. It, it was... Um, uh, I don't know. It was just a silly little comedy, and Seth wrote on that, and he then pitched his own shows, and yeah. then it just...
0: Speaking of the Honeymooners... Yeah, his, yes. his uh, Family Guy has that kind of vibe, right? Totally, it, like, it totally has yeah. that kind of vibe,
1: but it's it's the. Um, uh it's very referential, like that show is, is, I mean, like even more so than The Simpsons, I would say.
2: Yes, it's mostly, yeah. refer- it's just a sketch show is what it is. It's like, you know, it's like that one time, this one premise happened. Cut to the right. joke for that premise. Right, Back right, Back to right. the story.
1: I gotta say, the trailer for A Million Ways to Die in the Old West looks was pretty fucking looks funny. Looks pretty
2: fucking
0: funny. Wait, what is that? Is that an a
1: live action movie that he's starring in with Charlize Theron as a it's a comedy it's a western comedy yeah
0: wow is Charlize Theron the love interest she is, is. oh so yeah. that's what happens when you're like,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you're the executive yeah. Once producer again, like and the, like the on creator the orders, okay yeah. you know
1: like uh, fucking um, a Jackie Gleason type probably would not get an Audrey <laughs> Meadows type yeah and then be able to boss her around in their efficiency apartment. Yeah, yeah. I don't
0: think so. It's not
1: really. But that's the old television. But it's like what you said with Louie, Like the yeah. you know the uh, that sort of sitcom American dream, like fat guy, skinny wife kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah. You know, and she's twenty years younger and she's beautiful, and he's kind of a pig, but she loves him for yeah. who he is. That's ultimately the American dream. We just yeah. want a really hot girl to fucking love me for who I am, <laughs> yeah, which no, is no, a no, pig. Which yeah. is a
0: pig, right? But I'm tired of having sex with her.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. That's a, that's an odd thing. Like it's like T V yeah. for the most part. You're just like like you know, like I'm I feel like I'm happily married, but like it's like me and my wife It's always like, Are we supposed to like hate each other yeah. and like and not get along? It's like it's like, oh the wife. Oh boy.
1: I'll tell you what I think and 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 si- since uh, since we're let's just get a little real on, this situation. on the t- situation. Shut up. So I'll tell you what I think that is born out of. I think I think that whole idea of like I think it comes from the same generation of, like, hate your job, but do it anyway. Got it. It's, like, people married young because they didn't really date. Like, my father was married a bunch of times, and he said, it it wasn't that I wanted to be married a bunch of times. It's just if you met someone you liked, it was socially acceptable to just marry them. You didn't really date for a long period of time because it was sort of, like... You couldn't really Like living together Was even kind of weird And so you just Married someone So people would get Married young And they were sort of Society sort of said Like you're supposed To stay together No matter what And so I think They they would sort of Realize through their Twenties like Oh you know Like you do (laughs) Oh we're not right For each other I should probably Have a different Relationship But they stay together And then ultimately This like Comfortable Resentment bubble Was formed <laughs> And I think that's Where a lot of that That sort of came from Yeah that's a very good point Yeah Um exactly. But we don't have to Do that anymore Right
0: it seems yeah. anachronistic now Yeah definitely yeah. It
1: Seems like the worst idea Yeah I mean unless you're Gonna have kids I don't really see
0: Why you get married Why you get married I know. If, if you don't
1: You know That's
2: a blast We get tax breaks now Oh it's the best <laughs> Love
0: it of a tax break you
2: <laughs> about to find out but from what I've been told it's gonna be okay really yeah yeah huh. <laughs> <laughs> also, what', I, what, I, what I'll do what I will say though it, it does put like a nice like think about like those, the best moments in any relationship you've had and then you get married and then it's like all the little arguments just kind of get glazed over. Cause you're like, I'm not going to fill out paperwork over this thing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You're in it.
1: Yeah, you're in it. I'm not going to, it's yeah, like, I don't like fun. that. Yeah. It's do great. You, do you like, um, if you're in a relationship with someone, do you like having them on the road with you or do you prefer like, you know, this is my work time and I'll see you when I get home.
0: Um, I, it depends on the tour. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, I know that I've been on tours where uh, like, you know, a bandmate has had a, a significant other around and sometimes it is totally great and fun and fine. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes there's fighting and sure. then there's like a it permeates the van like an open bag of Doritos and um
1: <laughs> is it like a bad scene? Your love is like an open bag of Doritos. <laughs> now it just smells like cool ranch in here. That is honestly
0: it's the worst you know obviously they're amazing but um if you open that in an enclosed space
1: you're just, it's a world of hurt for everyone yeah. Are you talking about the relationship with the Doritos?
0: Oh I, well both <laughs> actually. <laughs> I, mean, I honestly didn't over. know. I, mean, I, I was
2: talking
1: about the, yeah,
0: was Every talking about was the Doritos. Over that,
1: the guy would
2: open up a bag of Doritos <laughs> <laughs> and go again with the Doritos. Right. Please, we have a show.
0: <laughs> you know what they're called in France? Cool American.
1: What? Funny, yeah. that's what I'm called in France. <laughs> no, you're not yeah. anywhere. No, no nope. Right, cool. Yeah, because they don't. Because ranch dressing doesn't mean anything.
2: Oh, right. They're,
1: it's a very American. It's fucking mayonnaise and. And then, Chives? Uh, I
2: don't know. What is ranch?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I think ranch is just the, that's just what America sweats out. Like, yeah. I don't know what else ranch dressing is. Yeah. But you're from the Midwest, right? I'm from
0: Texas. Well, oh, you're from I'm the am, South. I'm originally from Tulsa. Okay, um, that's what I was thinking. A, but yeah, which is Midwestern and Southern and kind of its own strange world. Um, and then I'm, I grew up in
1: Texas, though. So What well, part of Texas? Dallas. Are uh, you from Dallas? No, but I, I'm from, <laughs> I feel like you just want one of us to be from Dallas. Yeah. Like, Are you from Dallas? Are you from Dallas? No one. We're not from Dallas. I do like Dallas, though. I think Dallas oh. is an okay place.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I
2: had
1: fun there I was
2: like,
0: It was yesterday. I was at a meeting um, with uh, for a, a thing I'm doing. It was like a fashion people and a bunch of French people. And, um, and I, I got asked, like, oh, where are you from? And I said, Dallas. And they went, oh. Oh, which was the biggest like reaction I'd ever heard from anybody. Wow. I doubt Dallas never gets that kind of reaction.
1: And it, would they just were fascinated by that. They or?
0: were like, "Oh, it's." They loved it. They love Dallas. It's
2: kind of a, of a big fashion place now, isn't it? Because of the amount of rich people that live in Dallas. There
0: is money there, but you know, it's an interesting factoid. I was talking to, to a, a lady who was. Um, she did like uh she worked at one of the big high end department stores and did did the buying for different places and um she's saying that in Dallas um d- dresses don't sell very well like separates sell better like a shirt with a skirt because so many women have uh breast implants oh. that they you can't like oh, you can't yeah you can't sell a size if you're a woman who would be like a size 4 but she has like you know oh, double weird. Ds or whatever oh, you can't wow. fit into a size 4
1: That's the kind of Freakonomics data that I love hearing.
0: Isn't that cool? Because
1: I – And then, uh, yeah, like clothes were changed forever. The reason that I like Dallas is because I've just had a lot of good shows there. Like Mm. I used to perform in Addison at the Improv in Addison, which is really good. But then I can't remember. I did a little theater thing the last time I was there. Last time
2: we did a nerd show there, was that the one that was a dubstep uh, show going on next door? Mm, Yeah. Or was that Houston?
1: No, that was he, he, he. I don't remember anymore. They all blend together. Um, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I honestly don't remember. But it was a. I don't know. It seemed like a good vibe. But they. I was. The, but that part of Texas was described to me as like home of the thirty thousand dollar millionaire. Like
0: that is yeah. That's make what they like say. Thirty
1: to fifty grand, but they'll drive like a you know like a Mercedes and uh, you know, absolutely. Like they, they spend so their money on Texas? material stuff. I
0: feel like that's kind of like here where there's people. Like, drive, wear their cars.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like in a, getting a Jaguar. Shut
2: up. I was. <laughs> shut up. I just. Shut up. I'm just saying facts, Chris. It's weird that you would just be so angry at me for saying that. I dream.
1: did. Okay, look, I, I did. But, you know, we spend so much time in our cars here.
0: I get it. No, I get okay, it. Good. I yeah. get it. I that's mean, that's why I
1: got a good, reliable Honda. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My Hyundai Elantra in the. And the, uh, the budget rental car <laughs> yeah. I have is, totally understands your job. Do you live in New
1: York now? Yeah, I do. So you don't even need to have a car?
0: I don't need to have a car. Well, I split my time between New York and Texas because that's where my, my family is. And I have little nieces and nephews that I like. Oh, that's
2: nice. nice. Yeah. But when you're in New York, you're just riding bikes with David Byrne.
0: I am, actually.
1: Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. No,
0: David got me super into cycling. Like, um, I
1: would be terrified to ride a bike in New York.
0: No, it's easy. It's the best way to get around. It really is.
2: I saw him riding his bike down the street once when I was in New York, and it was just like I was like, "This is one of the most beautiful moments of my life." It was just like the nicest thing. Just like real sharp looking, just a real sharp looking older gentleman on a Mm -hmm. bicycle. But they got the grates in there. I get scared of those.
0: The grate, like the sewer grates. Oh, like you would like the tire would get stuck, or you? Yeah, yeah, because like there's
2: some of them are. Parallel with the direction of the street, as opposed to uh, perpendicular, where you wouldn't get sucked in.
0: Oh, would you have like a thin, tired fixie or something? Yeah, well,
2: you would have a thinner tire thing because you're on streets, so you kind of need, you know, that, right?
1: Yeah, you ride a mountain bike? I guess I, no. BMX. <laughs> yeah, and he's yeah. doing BMX. Yeah, yeah. You a bunny hopping over cars? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Send me an English <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I've just seen people get hit on things and so it just I instantly go like that'd be like, me and like car doors Oh, There's a lot of yeah. that I've seen that
2: happen A couple times in New York Just like someone Going down the street And then a guy not paying attention Open up a car door By the way
1: We're doing to you right now What my mom does to me Whenever I say I want to do something Well here's nine ways That can kill you yeah. oh, fuck <laughs> Thanks for taking Thanks for sucking All the yeah, fun yeah. juice Out of that one Yeah I'm just trying to protect you Thank yeah. you I feel very well protected now I'm afraid yes. of those things yeah. That I wasn't previously Thank yeah. you Thank you for the gift
2: yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine though <laughs> <laughs> Yeah
1: So when you say Music saved your life Do you feel like you're better adjusted as a human being now since having music? Or do you feel like, you know, whenever you evolve, there's all this whole new set of sort of things that you have to overcome?
0: Well, well, I'd say I'm better adjusted because I have um, an outlet for uh, the, that which one can't or don't doesn't or won't like express in just daily life mm-hmm. um but i'll say like it, it i mean it's given me my life like i'm a kid from the suburbs i'm sure i would have had a um a somewhat pleasant and maybe boring life like i'd be a you know a history teacher or something and in, gross in dallas <laughs> I mean, i'm sure that and that's a good that i'm sure i wouldn't you know i wouldn't be um no, I think I would have been uh, uh, hellaciously unhappy if I didn't play music, you know?
1: Well, your family is musical, right?
0: Uh, sort of. My uncle is an amazing guitar player named Tuck Andrus. He's of a jazz duo called Tuck and Patty.
1: I, have, I am familiar with Tuck and Patty. You are. And I don't know, I can't remember why I know Tuck and Patty, but I know Tuck and Patty.
0: They had kind of a, a breakout moment um, in the early 90s. They had a, or late 80s, I want to say. Um they did a really beautiful cover of Cyndi Lauper's Time After Time, maybe. Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe that's what it was. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Have you ever covered any Cyndi Lauper songs?
0: No, uh, yes, <gasps> but with Cyndi Lauper. Oh, fuck, come
1: Jesus on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus.
0: Yeah. yeah Which uh, one? Um, uh,
2: Which Cyndi Lauper? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, oh, my God. Fuck, what is the one that Prince wrote? It's so good. Da-na-na, when You Were Mine.
1: Oh, when you were mine, mm-hmm. yeah. The, have you heard Prince's version of that one too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's, that's a good. So one. good. They're both good. Yeah. Time after time is great. True colors is a fucking. Well, oh, that's great a beautiful
0: song. one. Although, in in my mind, I I'm thinking of like the '80s Kodak commercial. Oh, that's shit. The, I know. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's true.
0: Which wasn't a bad commercial, but I guess.
1: No, but it's still like a commercial. Because when you hear a song, you want to run a certain kind of emotional movie in your head. Yeah. And when that's overtaken, sort of like, you know, like... You're like, oh, if I hear this one Led Zeppelin song, I just see a Cadillac chatteling. Like, yeah. Rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Or like the Misfits with that Sailor Jerry commercial. That's uh-huh. just an odd thing for me now. It's just that, that just it just reprograms like what you see in your head. Yeah. Right. That you don't have the ability anymore. So I, I totally understand that. But I do think you could sing the shit out of true colors. You know Thanks. it's just something to think about at some point. You did a I saw you in um it was sort of like um webcams in a studio and I feel like you covered a Radiohead song, but I can't remember. Oh, is that for AV Club Undercover? Did you cover cover a Radiohead song? I thought you covered a Radiohead song.
0: I don't think I did because here's the only reason why, is that I don't know how to play any Radiohead songs. Because
1: they're weird? (laughs) I mean, like their time signatures are all weird. It's
0: weird. You know, it's great music, but it's the kind of thing that like... Rat boy with an acoustic guitar playing Radiohead is like the worst thing. <laughs>
2: You know what? You're right. For my whole life, I thought it was uh, Sublime songs, but <laughs> to think about it now, you're right.
1: Radiohead is the worst. I would love to hear Tom York cover like "What I Got." Or something <laughs> by, by <Sublime. laughs> you probably wouldn't even understand or, or recognize
2: the song. I though. feel like
1: that's what would tear the fabric of the universe in half. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. we'd all just get sucked into this to this vortex. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm crazy. <laughs> I, 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 for some reason, I thought, but it was. There were there was a whole it was like in this studio and there were basically instruments everywhere there was space and you were just like squished in and you were singing but I uh, now I can't remember did what I did Did I do was. that?
0: I mean, you know what? It's entirely possible that I did that and I don't remember. Like was it a band or was it just me? I was It was by you were like
1: sitting in with other people, but I don't remember was what it Was it
2: a circular room? Oh, was it the 80s oh, club oh, stuff? What, I know what, it, was.
0: it was. It was was it with Beck and uh, Os Mutantes? Was it In Excess?
1: Oh, maybe. Did you cover an NXS song? I did. We covered
0: a whole NXS album.
1: I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, we covered Kick, which has so many hits.
1: Yeah. So many hits. Such a great stack. Such great a great album. record. You got so uh, I Need You Tonight on yeah. there. You got um, uh, uh, Mediate on there. Devil Inside.
0: Yes, Devil Inside's a good one. Yep. Uh, did
2: any of them skateboard?
1: Cause no. Because there's just a the video. video. There's like an Ollie happening, happening
2: on the cover of that album, right? Is that the album? No, no, no. No, no, no.
0: I think it's like a... No, now I'm thinking of Madonna. It's like a lady's torso, is it? I don't know. Only I thought...
1: some way. Now I got to hear that entire what the you covered the entire album. No, it's Kyle just made a note of that. Yeah, 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 no. yeah. It was, cool. Cool.
0: <laughs> it was way cool. It was um Beck did a thing for a while um called Record Club and it's where like he gets bands that he likes together um and then he produces and plays like so in my uh and they we cover like a a record a classic record and we did an excess kick and it was uh, is that right? Did I just say the right word? Kick. I think so. Okay, um, and it was Beck and it was Os Mutantes who I love, Sergio from Os Mutantes, and the liars who are bitching, and then oh, yeah. me. I don't think there's anybody else. Yeah, that was it.
1: That's fantastic. It's
0: really fun. It was like four years ago.
1: Oh man, yeah. So we, should, we should. Can you email that to me if you yeah. find it, so that I don't have to yeah, spend yeah. time googling things.
2: Yeah. See, there's a there's a sweet yeah. ollie happening yeah. on the oh, cover of sure is. yeah. Oh. I don't think that's any of them Cool yeah. I just like It's like Skateboarding's in right now <laughs> yeah, "Gleam Gleaming the Cube Is just
1: like a Tearing up the movie uh-huh. charts But I remember When that album came out And it was fucking enormous Like yeah. every Like song after song After oh,
0: song New Sensation Need You Tonight Wildlife Which I don't Never tears Apart Never tears Us right? Apart
2: One of the first bands I think With Calling a video game what? They there had was a video, a video game? game on Sega CD, I want to say. What? Oh, yeah. yeah. If someone can research that. I remember like yeah. they had some kind of video game situation going on.
0: Um, Michael... Hutchins has kind of a Jim Morrison vibe. A little that? bit right there, yeah. yeah, that was. Except a little more quaffed because it was the eighties. Yeah, you know.
1: I remember yeah. he had that vibe on that album cover, and then I remember watching the video music awards that year, which is something I did back then. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, he was like uh, glam nerded out. His hair was cut really short, and he had these big thick glasses on. And I thought that was so fucking cool. Yeah. It and he says, "Make my video for the Sega CD."
0: Oh, That's right. Was Sega CD before Sega Genesis?
2: Uh, it was after. So you it went from exactly. it was Sega Master System, Sega Genesis, and then there became all these attachments like uh, the Sega CD, CD like Sega 32X. X. Okay. Uh, and like yeah, Sega CD was just the worst. They
1: did a music video for NXS using random
2: shots.
0: Oh, okay. So that was okay. Like crowds so we're sort were of early crowd early crowdsourcing. Uh, I guess? I guess. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was crisscross, just the time standard. Wow. Was-
0: so, so um, the last time I played Sega Genesis was when Sonic the Hedgehog was a thing. Yes. But is there still a Sega like is system there? that no, people no. can buy? No, it's just
2: a software company
1: now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They don't. Uh, they don't make the. The Sega Genesis was huge, and then after that, it just the Saturn tanked, and then the Dreamcast was really great but it didn't sell because um, it came out sort of between generations, and it bankrupted the company.
0: Was that the one that was like a hologram?
1: Uh, it had a little screen on the control. Do you not do you, do you not play like in the tour bus? Do you not have like an Xbox or anything? And you... <laughs>
0: I don't. I I mean, there's usually in the tour bus there's like a video game console of some sort. Um, let me think of the last time I played a video game was probably um, there's a place called the Paps Theater in Milwaukee. Oh yeah, I've performed yeah, there. Yeah, it's lovely, and they but they have like an old school Nintendo. Oh. So I played Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. That's what I... Oh, I played that thing Yeah, which is such a great game. Except, uh, didn't they have to like...
2: It became Punch-Out with Mr. Dream where they replaced Mike Tyson yes. after he tried to kill people. I thought, I thought it was the
0: rape allegation. <laughs> yes, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, it was. Could have been that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it could have been that too. That okay. <laughs> yeah, could have been the other thing too. Yeah, that Pabst Theater is really nice. It's
0: really nice. It's and a... there's really good coffee there. Like, they have a barista who comes in and the catering's amazing. Oh, nice. the Shit. Yeah. I it's think a good town.
1: Milwaukee's a good town. It is a good town. Are you playing in LA anytime soon? Yeah. What? When? Uh, I'll look it up on the internet.
0: On In March, I think, um, at the uh, Wiltern.
1: <gasps> oh. Yeah. That's as good venue to see in an Yeah. That's nice. Can we come to that? Of course. Okay, we yeah, can. Yeah, yeah, just buy a, a ticket. It's easy. <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> yeah, anyone can get it. <laughs> yes, I'll get, yes, that's fine. That's what I meant. Yeah. I know mean, there's still tickets available. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> He's really hurting for cash right now. If you get him on the guest list, he'll bring in an amp. Anything. <laughs> Really I
1: promise I will oh, not oh, plug oh. in your pedal to a different outlet than <laughs> okay. the amp so that you don't shock your space. Thank yeah. you. That'd be really shitty Thank you shock you. your face. And then and one of these days I will send you um, my best friend and I made a. we did a bluegrass cover of like 18 Radiohead songs. Whoa. So it's like 18 radio, It's just, We made this thing called Rodeohead and it was like it's 18 Radiohead songs in four minutes but bluegrass style. It's 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 ridiculous 18
0: radio. Heads on it's screen. like 18 radio... four minutes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean we it's like a it's like a medley. So we we jump around and then like take the line from one song and put it on put it like underneath the uh, the you know the melody of another song. So it's...
0: you're a super music nerd.
1: Well he's the, he these guys are way bigger music nerds. I, I like some things about music but these guys would talk me. Well, he's, the got me. Table. he's got me. He's got me. He's got you?
2: Yeah, yeah. he knows way more about exactly. that. <laughs> I
1: wasted most of my life. You're a great life, by the way.
2: Thank you. Yeah. It's just stuff, you know, like just how some guys' sports scores stick in their head for some reason, you know, it's yeah. records.
0: No. Yeah, yeah. It is. Exactly. Yeah, I know like what pop you punk re-
2: For me, it's like pop-punk records from the 90s. Like, I, I can tell you when they all came out, but I don't know why. I don't really listen to them anymore,
1: but it's still there. It's still yeah. there. Do you still find that you're able to enjoy um, music on a, on a level of, Like not being a songwriter Where you can just appreciate it Or do you still like Oh okay good So you don't listen to stuff And go Oh they should have done this Or I see what they did No
0: I don't do that I don't do that I mean if something's like You know sometimes I can marvel At like how how kind of shitty something is?
1: Like, wow, this is like, a, this like, is like what? amazing. Like event. what? What would you use as an example? No,
0: I wouldn't say.
1: Put her on this. <laughs> but I'm sure she um, means most of the things that are in the top ten uh, on iTunes, right? Sure, sure.
0: <laughs> um, but but no, I mean, I like I never I never had that period of being like, oh well, I don't know. They didn't use a dominant seven there, so I feel. <laughs> That's a real missed opportunity. Like I don't yeah. have, that. I don't care. I like it. Yeah. I'm, ex- I'm excited. I'm psyched about music. You know, it's. But it's interesting to like have some. Um, you know, I'm 31 now, so me too. Really? Yeah. Let's plan our funeral. Our funeral. Yeah, yeah.
1: It feels um, like it. I'm close to that. <laughs>
2: yeah. Here's how I know it's starting to become a real adult. I went to Urban Outfitters and I couldn't find anything to buy.
1: Oh, yeah, no. yeah. first time.
2: I was real sad. That's your benchmark? Yeah, sure. It was just kind of a jokey thing to say, I thought. And uh, got a couple laughs and uh, yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't my mission statement for the year.
1: Uh. <laughs> Urban Outfitters has really discovered this, like they've gone all internet y, so like the like the last time I was in one a couple like a month ago, and it was just all fucking memes on shirts. yeah. yeah. It was just like here's the grumpy cat section, and here's yeah. the you know, the Heisenberg face section, and <laughs> yeah. here's the very '90s now too. Like, that's, yeah, yeah, that's
0: yeah. the thing is you see. Oh yeah, the girls are wearing see, like the
2: boots with the, the dresses, and absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. Gene Garofalo style coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, just watch the movie Singles, and they're all dressing like that. Totally, yeah.
0: A reality Bites.
2: Yeah,
1: reality Bites. Singles yeah. totally holds up, by the way.
2: Yeah,
0: touch me, I'm Dick. I actually went to the um, place, the place in Seattle where they. Uh, film single. Oh, really? Drove the by the
2: apartment. Yeah. That's. Awesome. I tried to find the apartment. Yeah. I remember being so excited when I was in Seattle for the first time, and um, like I saw Aloha Street, and I was like, "That's where the, the party was. That Jeremy Piven was yeah. inviting him to." <laughs> 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 yeah, before you go down on Aloha Street, yeah. what's so funny you know, about space?
1: Space. <laughs> Someday that guy's going to grow a bunch more hair and be really handsome. <laughs> no. I swear.
2: Yeah. I'm from the future. Yeah. <laughs> also, has anyone, since like mashups have become such a thing, has anyone gone back and done that? No. Or done the public enemy uh, Elvis, Elvis, Elvis Costello? Costello mashup? No. They should. Oh. Using samples from Jeremy
1: Piven Piffman, Piffman in the old movie. That's a good idea. Do it, internet. Do you, uh, wh- how, do you... Do you have you thought about doing like mashuppy type of stuff, or do you? I mean, there's a really. Th- What's interesting to me about your music is that it it feels like you're putting two things together that work really well together. Like especially what I thought was originally called digital wetness. <laughs>
0: Oh my god, that's what I was gonna call the tour. Are you serious? Yeah, 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 because it's called Digital Witness, but I was like, okay, what should I name the upcoming tour? And I was like, the Digital Witness Tour. <laughs> and nobody, I got shot down at my, you know, my people who sometimes
1: have better When judgment. I first saw the song Digital Witness, my brain read it as Digital Wetness. That is fucking awesome. And I, I was like, I, I didn't hear the song. I, I don't know what this song's about, but that's <laughs> fucking amazing. <laughs> Soul. It's the trick. guy from earlier in the podcast. Mwah, <laughs> mwah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mom, I need a new keyboard again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Honey, stop ruining them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was Digital Wetness. Whoa. Um, but it's it's... You, you you have this really, really pretty voice where you you stick the landing on the notes. But then there's also this other kind of like just your music. I, I don't know. It's like I could totally picture you with just like a guitar and just doing sing, But I don't know. Where where does the inspiration kind of mash all of your stuff together?
0: I don't know. Um, I mean, I think it was kind of like a process of realizing that, you know, I – okay, so your voice is based on your – build and your musculature and all the all the shit the, and the the shape of your um cranium right mm-hmm. so like people are, are get born with certain instruments and they can train them and they can you know make them sing better in pitch or whatever but you, the sound of your voice is the sound of your voice so i um but i like you know aggressive music and stuff with a harder edge sometimes and um so it was kind of like a this this grand tr- trial and error experiment like how to um how to like combine those two things that are uh, there where there's a little bit of cognitive dissonance because I have like I'm a girl and I have a girl voice, I have a white girl voice, you know, and um but the music kind of like tells a different story, mm-hmm. you know, and I can be very lacerating with the guitar and kind of use that as Um, As the violence So it's just kind of like Okay, let's see if these two things Kind of can coexist in a way that's convincing
1: And do you feel like you're Kind of getting to the heart of that with each Album, is that what you're exploring? Are you exploring um, Are you exploring like emotional things? Or are you exploring like music things? Like what's your, your, where does your head go first?
0: Oh, all of my head goes everywhere I mean, at like I think as a songwriter, you know, I'm that kind of idea of like unique universality. Like, okay, this one little detail tells tells so much about um, that kind of human inter- interaction or that kind of emotional state. Um, so I try to th- write, this is so boring. I'm it's boring It's not myself. boring. This is the stuff I like I'm to so <laughs> boring. Um, I'm, I try to write like from a, you know, write the little tiny details and the shit that you, the terrible thoughts you think that you probably wouldn't say or that you feel ashamed to admit or even like trying to elevate the mundane a little bit or shine a light on it um and uh and store i mean storytelling even if it's a little bit opaque or whatever um just enough information where people can superimpose themselves into it and um yeah and the musically I don't know. I just like chase after stuff that I hear in my head and hope to get it get it on on you know on paper or on on tape or pro tools as it were.
2: <laughs> on wax. <laughs> yeah.
0: I tried to do a record. I tried to do my second record on tape um which is a lot you it's know big right now. Yeah, but you know the thing with tape is like I move things around and I'm like, Oh no, I should double that chorus and I should this and that and whatever. And I'm kind of a tinkerer in that way. And like with tape, it was such a shit show. It was like, (laughs) I want to add an extra four beats to the (laughs) chorus. Okay, I'm gonna take lunch, and when I come back, the dude might have like Splice you know, spliced it <laughs> yeah, together. Yeah. And it's like,
1: oh, I wanna God, add four nightmare. beats here. No! No, no, no yeah, no. exactly. No, you it already, to, you know. did it.
0: It got to that point where I was like, okay, I'm making non musical decisions because I don't wanna stop working and like take an hour for. for There's the something later. interesting
2: about that though, the idea of how immediate and how like, you know there will be fuck-ups that you can't control. Yeah. And in a in a Pro Tools world where it's like you can easily go, ah, that's a bit off. I'm going to redo that and that's I'm just going to punch true. it in. And the idea that you're like, there's these little fuck-ups and these little kind of honest things that happened while it was happening that
1: kind of add to that kind of stuff. Well, not, no, that's no, no.
0: totally real. Yeah. Not only
1: that, but also, you know, if you if you have no barriers, sometimes that can actually be limiting because you don't have anything to sort of... Guide to, you. to weave around, yeah, yeah. like, you know, I, I even find, even like in television or whatever, when you'll get notes on something, it's kind of good sometimes because it forces you to get more creative. Is that if you could just do anything, yeah. like limitations are actually where you're forced to dig down and be more creative, other than like, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. What do I want? It's yeah, fun.
0: exactly. I don't know. It's, it's
1: exactly.
2: funny. Uh, there was uh, I was talking to my, my friend's band once, and I like they put out a seven-inch, and I was like, I was like, oh, I was talking to the drummer, I was like, oh, there's a spot in the drum drum part like where you stop like and then like you come in in the weirdest spot but it's just it's so rad like like what how'd you think of that because it was so weird to me but it sounded so rad he's like oh it was like we were running down the wire we had to be have the drums tracked that was the last opportunity to do that song everything else was good except i dropped my stick and stopped playing got another stick and then just came in (laughs) and then like i was like that's incredible. Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, I'm doing it now when we play it live."
0: That's awesome. Yeah, and it's
2: just this like accident that happened that ended up making it such an interesting, you know, drum part.
0: And that kind of serendipity is great and that works for but I'm not I didn't I wasn't a ba- I'm not a band, you know, so I wasn't even like it was like not four people just playing playing their feelings in a room, it was like, oh, man. That, so it didn't work out on, on tape for me, but... Yeah. Yeah. But it totally is is a vibey thing, a vibey choice for others.
1: So when for, they, when you're on things or when they introduce you, do are you introduced as Annie or as St. Vincent?
0: Oh, God. You know what? I just... I don't even know, because it's... I sometimes just for brevity's sake, like, oh, hi, this is St. Vincent. But, you know, that, that always feels a little... That's obviously a little silly, so... So nobody calls me St. Vincent in my daily life. My mom calls me Annie. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> then Annie you shall be. Um, well, this was, I guess we're at about, oh yeah, we're at a little over an hour. This was the podcast.
0: We did it. We, we did sure it. We sure did. We won the race.
1: We did. Did we get hired by you?
0: You're all hired. Hey!
1: I don't want to work with Kyle. Oh, you're right. <laughs> uh, we'd like to hand in our resignations. We just hired you. Um, but uh, I really hope to see. You, I really hope to see you more and do some like pop around some more comedy stuff too. Yeah, and I we'd really hope to. that you end up on Louis' show at some point. Oh,
0: come now! He's Put doing it on it. the vision
1: board. He's doing it now. He's doing it now.
0: Oh man!
1: You're popping on the at midnight show. I think. Um Nico's on one of the shows tonight. Nico
0: case? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Wait. Yeah, that's great. Is she going to be here? Yeah. Oh, cool. I like that lady.
1: She's hilarious. She's,
0: she's a good lady. She's I like a her.
1: Can she's, the, she's, she's on good. Can remember she's on the beautiful voice. Yeah. I'm not sure she's on the first show or the second show. If she's on the first show, then you'll then you'll see her. But that's great. Um, she's pretty I like that. The show can have just just people who are funny. Well, I had to it was I had to sell them on it. I'm sure. I because they were like Musicians. Why would we have? and I go, No, no, you gotta hear her. She's really fucking funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the show doesn't have to just be comedians. Like there are funny people who are not comedians. Yeah. Definitely. And so uh She's a she, she's kind of a fun experiment of like
0: she's going to be great. She's, she's um, going to knock it out of the park.
1: I think she's going to knock it out of the yeah. park too. And thank you for doing the show and thank you for doing the podcast. Oh, my
0: pleasure. And I like this podcast and I like the show. Well, thank you very much. You're I'm
1: a, I re, I genuinely I n- no bullcrap. crap. I'm a huge fan of your work and thank you. so it was I was very excited when I heard that you were going to come on the podcast and come on the show too. And especially like when I first heard that you had done stuff with Ackerman, I'm like, "Oh, well, if she knows Ackerman, she obviously is in this comedy world in a oh, weird yeah. sort of way. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm tight with the Portlandia crew. Nice. got it, got it. I'm, I'm
1: in. I'm in. Um, your yeah, no. everyone. Spin off. What, Nanny? Yeah, so yeah. That's we're going to shoot the opening with her coming out of the comedy cellar. Yeah. yeah. Singing. <laughs> that's a music video. You could just do Louis's opening as a music video. It would fucking destroy. Man. People would love it.
0: You think he'll have the same title, like title credits? You know, because he gets really esoteric with his format. Like, you think he'll have the same title? I'm credits? surprised
2: he hasn't changed it already. Man. I'm, I'm not
1: surprised, actually, because it's become so iconic with the show, which yeah. I guess is when he might shake it up. But I think... Since we're deep diving, I think that's an opportunity to kind of do like a Simpsons Easter egg thing where It's always something It's all different. there's always something yeah. weird in the background or different or like there's a different celeb like a different famous person eating pizza in the pizza shop oh, or whatever. Yeah.
2: yeah,
0: or you could do it like The Wire and have, you know, a different artist for example sing the theme song. Every oh. time Oh yeah, Every. they did that for um, Weeds. Weeds too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they did. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Man Man did one. I of them. think
0: Tim DeLauter, uh your bro, um,
2: your <laughs> best We're tight, Your Bros. best bro.
0: We're d- best d- friends. Yeah. D- I think he wrote the theme song To that Why do I think that No 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 He did it for United States of Terra
1: Oh he did like the United for United States of Terra Yeah No
0: <laughs> Nurse Betty, Betty nurse, nurse, Jackie. nurse Jackie Nurse Jackie
1: Nurse Jackie Something like that Nurse Betty was Renee Zelliger a Good movie. movie Underrated movie Was that
0: a good movie
1: Yeah yeah It's real dark
0: You know what's a great movie What To die for
1: Oh, that, oh is yeah, yeah, that is a great movie. I've seen that in so long. Nicole Kidman, Nicole Kidman. Yeah, yeah. she's great. Yeah, at that. that's a great movie. She really is fantastic in that movie. Yeah. And also just such a I feel like that movie might have been a I mean it was a big movie at the time, but I feel like it was also a little bit ahead of its time just in terms of like fame obsession. I think so too. That it so applies to like now with the exception being like that was in a, that was a pre-YouTube world. Yeah. So now it's even. I think it's even more applicable. But now, as we say this out loud, some fucking studio person is going to be like, "Oh yeah, we should reboot that." Don't yeah. reboot it. Don't
0: do that. Unless good you're, unless you're Todd Haynes and you're like, "I need to do it again." <laughs> Nobody else should touch that. Please
1: movie. don't do. Please don't do it again. Uh, good to see you Annie.
0: Yeah, thank you for having me. It was really fun. Thank I'm enjoying you. my time in Los Angeles. Oh,
1: good. So good. It's a good yeah. Nice time to be here.
0: Oh my God, it's a weather's
1: not oppressive. It's lovely.
2: Yeah,
0: people are happy here. It's weird.
2: Oh, it's great. Yeah. It's great. I love it. Yeah.
1: my favorite city. All right, the end. (laughs) I know they're new. I'm so sorry, Katie.
0: (laughs) Now leaving nerdist.com.
1: Enjoy your burrito.